0: It's time for the Closed Pyramid, where we talk lower league soccer in America. Covering USL Championship, USL League 1, USL League 2, MLS Next Pro, NISA, and much more. Now here's your host, Jordan Wiegand. Hello and welcome to The Closed Pyramid, a part of the Stateside Soccer Show where we talk all things lower league soccer in the United States of America. I know it's been a bit since I've done um, an episode, so I am um, uh, <laughs> had so many Sundays where I was just super busy, could not fit this in. But this Sunday is a little slower, I don't have as much going on, so I'm able to Finally, get back into the swing of things. Try to continue to go, you know, every other week from here. Um, next week, next, uh, I don't know, every other week, I'm coming back from vacation on the 25th. So it might be more like a July 2nd or maybe the Monday, June 26th or something. But anyway, we're here to update you on all of the action in lower league soccer uh Logan and I just did an episode earlier this week that was all about the uh Messi to Miami deal, how does that affect MLS and, you know, uh soccer in America that way? But not much to really talk about in the regards of how that will affect I guess us here, right? Like uh in the USL. Um Except for, like, you know, I, I said, like, one of the first episodes of the show that when Miami FC was being on, like, CBS, that might help them a bit with getting more traction in Miami with the way Inter-Miami was playing and with them now being fully on Apple. But it seems to me that that won't probably be an issue now that they got messy. And, and probably the biggest obstacle, when we're talking about USL, which is a Division two, right? They want to be another division one. They want to be able to push MLS. They want to be a competitor for MLS. The biggest thing in their way, I think, for USL, is exposure worldwide, and the fact that I don't think they would be able to get any of these type of players. Uh, you know, LAFC still doesn't have that exposure worldwide. At this point, when a player is linked to LAFC, he is linked to LA Galaxy when you're looking at like Europe reports, right? Because they don't understand that there's two clubs there or they're not familiar with MLS as a whole. I, I saw people looking at um, MLS Next Pro. I guess Inner Miami, they followed the wrong Inner Miami account, they followed Inner Miami 2. And they were posting, and it was like an empty stadium because it's just, you know, MLS Next Pro. And people were like, these are Messi's teammates, and this is uh, how empty their stadium is. And it's like, no, that is <laughs> a whole different level, you know. It, it It's a whole different account. It's it's everything different. So if they can't get that right, I, you know, they're not going to understand uh the differences between like LAFC and LA Galaxy at times, but for our players, for USL to get these type of players, these big name players, that's going to be their next step, I think, at some point, because uh, not even like big big names, they just need like a little bit of names, right, that are going to go play in USL and maybe make some noise overseas. These on the middle of the road European players that sometimes come to MLS might start going there at some point if they can start footing the bill. And I think that might be a way for them to start getting more traction. But I I do think when we look at, you know, these players like Messi, you know, the reason he's going to Miami is, one, it's Miami. It's nice. Why is he going there and not Miami FC? Well, David Beckham is the owner of Inter-Miami. So it becomes a thing of the connections of the ownership and – most people probably think there's only MLS over here. I don't know if overseas, USL, USL League One, USL League Two, NISA, if they get the type of publicity that people would understand that this is a, you know, continuing thing, like like that we have lower leagues as well. Uh, Because people think MLS is not at the level, they probably would think that our lower leagues are not... uh, fully functioning. That's just a little preamble to the show there. Just wanted to kind of drop that as an amendment to what I was saying about Miami FC earlier in the season. Inner Miami can make these big moves that Miami FC can't. So even if Miami FC is on CBS, people are now gonna buy Apple subs for Messi. You know that that's kind of the big thing. And worldwide worldwide inner Miami it now has like more followers than even MLB teams and NFL teams uh even more than the Miami heat on on instagram this is the type of blow up that it can do when you get a big star like this and, and messi is the biggest star player wise right i think ronaldo is the biggest star um like follower wise right i think he has like the most followers on instagram so but but messi i think everyone is able to say messi's the, the better player than Ronaldo at this point. Uh, especially, I think Messi's going to be at a higher level by playing in MLS instead of the, you know, Saudi league uh, that Ronaldo's currently playing in. Okay, so let's let's dive into the actual, I guess, results for the, for the week here, um, for the last few weeks, I guess. I'm not going to go game by game or anything. I'm just going to kind of look at the table, see what has changed since we last updated, and look at teams that are really in form and what better way to start than to start with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, who have, you know, if you look at their last five matches, five wins? Um, I'm going to go ahead and look and see if their win streak started before those five wins because Fop Mob only shows five, but, um, and this is, of course, not including the Open Cup where they lost to Cincinnati uh, midweek, but. USL Championship, they have one, two, three, four, yeah, five straight wins. They had a draw on May 5th with the Monterey. They had a draw with Indy 11 on April 29th. When's the last time they lost? The last time Riverhounds have lost is Saturday, April 22nd. If we're looking at league wise, you know, open cup again, they just lost uh, midweek, but that that's a pretty, pretty good run here for the, for the river hounds who are starting to uh, get it together. They, they've jumped up to first place. They have seven wins, five draws, two losses. They're scoring 20 goals, only giving up 11 on the season, nine you know, nine-goal differential. Look at the difference between that and Charleston. Charleston is somehow in uh, second place with 25 points. Now, they've had a little bit of a rough patch. Two losses and a draw in their last three um, matches. But they've given up 21 goals and they only scored 17. They have a negative goal differential as they sit second place with seven wins, four draws, four losses. And that's kind of the outlier right, is Charleston here. And I would even say Louisville, but Charleston giving up that many goals is kind of the outlier in this top half of the table. Really, if you're looking at somebody that's giving up just as many goals or so would be Birmingham Legion in sixth place with 23 goals given up Um, and still having a negative goal differential and only scoring 17 goals. But if you look at the rest of the table, you know, Tampa's in third. They have 22 goals scored, 15 given up. Louisville has only scored 13, but they've only given up 16. Uh, So that is a negative goal differential, but it's not as bad as Charleston's. And then Memphis, 23 goals scored, 14 conceded. And then you kind of see it start to turn a bit around Birmingham Legion, where the rest of the way down is negative goal differentials uh, from, from on down. And Birmingham Legion, by the way, this is five straight losses They have seven losses in total, but five of them coming from the last five matches, which started on, when did these games, uh, when did this game start? May 3rd. Uh, So in the last month and a week, five weeks. Okay, so they've been pretty consistently playing five weeks. You know, some of these teams have odd schedules, but Birmingham Legion is uh, not in a good spot right now. They have 16 points. They'll probably start dropping down. Um, especially if any of these other teams go on a run. Loudon, United, you know, sit ninth here. They have four losses and one win in their last five. The bottom half of the table is not good. None of these teams are looking very sharp here. Now, I did just see this Miami FC, Rio Grande Valley FC game. I just want to point something out that was kind of making me upset with the scoreboard. I, I know right now they're kind of just doing – what they can do, I guess, uh, you know, they just put the color of the team behind the name, you know, like, so Miami, they had kind of like this orangish, you know, color and uh, Rio Grande Valley. They had with a bluish color, but the thing that was confusing is that some of these TV channels will put like what color the team is wearing right so in this actual case Rio Grande Valley was wearing closer to the color that Miami's name was on on the score bug and Rio Grande Valley yeah Rio Grande Valley was wearing the orange closer to that Miami was wearing closer to the blue it was like a gray top blue shorts that matched the Rio Grande Valley name on the score bug so when you see Miami score you're thinking it's Rio Grande Valley because you're Sometimes putting, okay, that's the color of the jersey that I'm seeing, so that should be who scored. So that was a little confusing. Hopefully they can fix that at some point and just do like whatever color they're wearing instead of just having, I guess, a generic score bug that has just these pre-selected colors for the teams. Because it can be very confusing if you don't know the team off the bat or if you don't know what their kits look like, stuff like that. I'm sure people, I'm sure I wasn't the only one that tuned in and was like, oh, this Miami scored no no that was Rio Grande Valley (laughs) so why are they wearing the same thing that Miami's colored you know like that's probably a little confusing but taking it from the top here let's go back to how we're sitting Pittsburgh Riverhounds in first with 26 points Charleston Battery in second with 25 points Tampa Bay in third with 24 they've kind of jumped up I remember at the beginning of the season they were kind of uh, more middle of the pack they've started climbing again uh, historic club there they had a nice win uh what was that uh win i uh, against new mexico yeah 3-2 they had some really good goals too i, li- I like this Rowdies team a lot louisville uh louisville 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 city fc in fourth with 21 points uh they just lost uh to i think it was memphis Off the top of my head here? Yeah, Memphis 3-1. Memphis in fifth, right below them with 21 points. They have two games in hand, though. Birmingham Legion in sixth, like we said, they played 13. They have 16 points, five straight losses. Indy 11 in seventh. Remember, Birmingham Legion, when we started the show, was like top of the league in the East for the first few weeks. They've plummeted down to sixth. That's not great. Indy 11 in seventh with 16 points as well. Uh, Tulsa in 8th with 13 points, Loudon in ninth with 13, Miami FC, not the one Messi's going to, uh, in 10th with 13, Detroit in 11th with 12 points, and Hartford Athletic in t- uh, uh, 12th place with 10 points, they only have 2 wins, same thing with Miami, only 2 wins, Tulsa also only has 2 wins, but they have 7 draws, so they're they're racking up 7 points, half of their Uh, more, more than half of their points are coming just from draws, FC Tulsa. Over in the West, we have the Sacramento Republic in first with 29 points. They've only conceded eight goals all season. They've scored 26. That's like the most goals, right? Yes, it is. That is the most goals and the least goals conceded in the league. So a pretty big stat there for Sacramento Republic. They just had a draw against the uh, San Diego Loyal uh, on Friday. El Paso Locomotive in second with 26 points. They also have a game in hand, so they can tie Sac Republic uh, on points. But uh, they have 21 goals scored, 14 conceded, so seven goal differential for El Paso. San Antonio, reigning champs, third place, uh, they have played 14 games. They have 24 points. They have two straight draws and a loss in their last five games. Two wins scattered in there. They've scored 25 and they've conceded 14. So they're doing pretty well in the goal scored, goals conceded part there. They've only lost two games. Sac Republic only lost one. San Diego Loyal in fourth with 22 points. They have, um, conceded 19 and scored 22. So we're still on a positive goal differential in the top four here. Same thing with Oakland. They're in the top five here. They have, uh, 21 points. They have a positive goal differential. They've scored 20 conceded 14 Monterey in six with, uh, 24 goals scored 19 conceded. They have 20 points. So they're about nine off first place. So it's a little bit crowded up here. uh, But, you know, last time we started, I think it was like, what, in the East? Sixth place started the negative goal differential, straight on down. Yeah. And you had two negative goal differentials in the top four. In the Western Conference, goal differentials in the positive all the way down to sixth place. And then from there, the the seventh, eighth, and ninth, only negative one goal differential. So uh, they're either playing better defense or... They're definitely playing better defense, it looks like. Okay, Colorado Springs switchbacks in 7th with 19 points. Phoenix rising in 8th with 17. New Mexico United in ninth with 14 points. Orange County SC is in 10th with 13 points. Rio Grande Valley uh, FC is in 11th with 12 points. They had three straight losses before that draw. And then Las Vegas Lights FC in 12th place with 9 points. Uh, so actually, the worst team in the West is actually worse than uh, the bottom East team. So that's how it's currently going in USL. They have some matches coming up uh, mid uh, midweek. Here we have some matches on the fourteenth: Hartford Athletic versus Detroit City FC at seven o'clock. El Paso Locomotive FC. Versus Las Vegas Lights FC. That is a top tier West team versus a bottom tier. San Diego Loyal versus San Antonio. That is, what, a third and fourth place going up against each other at 10 p.m. on Wednesday. That sounds like a good night. Hartford Athletic Detroit at 7. That's like two bottom East teams facing Mm -hmm. off there. Then on Saturday, June 17th, Hartford faces the Charleston Battery. Miami faces Loudoun United. Birmingham Birmingham Legion try to stop their skid against India 11 at 7.30. Memphis 901 versus Detroit City FC at 8.30. Colorado Springs Switchbacks versus Las Vegas Lights at 9. FC Tulsa versus Orange County SC at 9. New Mexico United, Rio Grande Valley at 9. Then at 9.30, El Paso Locomotive uh, facing off against Tampa Bay Rowdies. Oakland Roots SC facing off against number one in the East Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Phoenix Rising hosting Louisville at 10.30, and then at 11, Sac Republic versus Monterey. That's on June 17th, and that is a... Uh, those are all on uh, ESPN+. Plus. Then you got midweek games on Wednesday, June 21st, Birmingham Legion versus Loudoun at 8, Memphis versus FC Tulsa at 8, Rio Grande Valley FC at... Uh, at 8 o'clock, hosting Colorado Springs Switchbacks, New Mexico United, and Phoenix Rising at 9. Then on Saturday, June 24th, the Hartford Athletic versus India 11 at 7, Loudon versus Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh Riverhounds versus San Diego Loyal. That sounds like a good one. 7.30, Detroit City and Orange County SC. Then at 8, Louisville versus Las Vegas Lights. At 8.30, Memphis and Charleston, at 9 o'clock, New Mexico hosting Colorado, Spring Switchback. Monterey hosting Miami at 10, Oakland and Phoenix Rising. And then at 11, Sac Republic and San Antonio FC. So hopefully by then I'll come back and recap those games um, after my little vacation I'm having. If we're looking at stats. Top goal scorers right now in the league. Russell Cicerone. With nine. Uh, Albert Dequa for the Riverhounds at nine as well. So those are the top two. Uh, Alex Dixon of Monterey Bay has eight. Assist, Canardo Forbes with five on the Riverhounds. Um, Sam Gladel with five on Monterey. And Christian Volowski with four. So Monterey Bay is showing out in these top scorers and assists as well. If you look at goals plus assists, Russell. Cicerone with 12, Albert Dequa with nine. So no assists for, for Dequa and one assist for Alex Dixon. Uh, so that is how the USL Championship looks. We're going to move forward to USL League One, or I guess I should say down. We're going to move down the table to USL League One. All right, USL League One. Uh, here they've still only played like 12 matches they're, they're catching up a bit I guess North Carolina FC in first place with 22 points out of 12 games played seven wins one draw four losses 17 goals scored 14 conceded um, they're kind of at a, a loss a win a loss a win a loss type of record right now North Carolina FC Charlotte independence on a three game win streak in second place with 22 points as well. They have actual positive goal differential, but this must be sorted by wins uh, because or goal scored, I guess. Uh, I don't know what USL league one does. I guess we'll have to look that up, but Charlotte independence has one less win than them. And also has one less goal scored only conceded eight. Richmond kickers in third with 20 points Uh, They have one loss in their last five, so they're turning it around as they only have three losses on the season, but their first two losses coming uh, before these last five games. Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC in fourth. That name is a mouthful. They're undefeated in their last five games. They only have one loss on the season. They have 19 points. They've only played 10. So they can actually, uh, with the games in hand on North Carolina FC, they have two games in hand of them and three games in hand of Richmond Kickers. They can really jump up the table if they uh, get some more wins here. Forward Madison just had a big win yesterday. Uh, They're in fifth, 16 points, 11 games played. They start the two-game losing streak with that win. One Knoxville FC is in sixth with 16 points out of 12 games played. Out of the playoff spot, South Georgia Tormenta FC in seventh with 15 points, Greenville Triumph SC in eighth with 13 points, Union Omaha in ninth with 12 points, Chattanooga Red Wolves FC, SC, sorry, 10th place 11 points, Central Valley Fuego FC in 11th with 10 points, and Lexington SC in 12th with 10 points at the bottom here. So, really only a six point gap from bottom to fifth. So uh, if you start going on a run, Lexington, uh, you can jump up this table here. But so far, that is what we're looking at here. Let's go ahead and look at what matches they have upcoming here. They have one game on Wednesday, June 14th, Lexington hosting Chattanooga Red Wolves at 7. Then they have uh, four games on June 17th, Richmond Kickers and four in Madison at 7 o'clock. One Knoxville sc and Charlotte Independence at 7.30, South Georgia Tormenta and North Ca- Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC at 7.30, and Central Valley Fuego at 10 o'clock against Greenville Triumph SC. On Sunday, June 18th, they play one match, Northern Car- North Carolina FC and Lexington at 3 o'clock. Uh, Wednesday, June 21st, Greenville Triumph SC versus Chattanooga at 7.30, Union, Omaha, 1, Knoxville at 8. Thursday, June 22nd, Forward, Madison, and Lexington at 8 o'clock. Then on Saturday, June 24th, Richmond Kickers, and 1, Knoxville at 7 o'clock. Chattanooga, Charlotte at 7.30, Union, Omaha, and South Georgia Tormenta at 8 o'clock, Northern Colorado Hellstorm, and Central Valley Fuego at 9 o'clock in the battle for the long names of USL League One. We'll hopefully be back before June 28th to recap what happened there. But their games are a lot more scattered. Remember, this is what I was kind of complaining about a few weeks ago, how much more scattered the games are for USL League One and some leagues like NISA, where it is very up and down on on when exactly they're going to be playing. I'm going to go ahead and look at the stats before we wrap up USL League. One top goal scorer, scorer is Trevor Aman from Northern Colorado Hailstorm. As he has eight goals. No Meza, number six, uh, not number six, second on the top goal scorer with six goals. Rafael Metzingen, six goals for North Carolina FC. Assist, Olex Anderson with four on North, North Carolina Allen Gavilanes with three for Greenville Triumph. Arthur Rogers with three Northern uh, Colorado Hailstorm. So those are your stats for USL League One. We're going to take a look at USL League Two, which is not on Mob, So I actually have to go to the site itself for us to talk USL League 2. This started in, what, early May? So some of these teams have only played four. Some of them have played seven. Um, So in the Northeast Division, Vermont Green FC is in first, uh, first place with... Hold up here. Hold up here. They're ranking them points per match. Okay, so we're ranking them points per match because they've played so many different games. So that's how they're ranking them on this site. But really, Western Mass Pioneers has 15 points on seven games. But because Vermont has nine points from four games, they're ranking them first. Okay? West Western Mass Pioneers, no losses so far. And they've scored 20 goals. Holy crap. They've only given up four. I'd rank them number one. I don't care points per match. They haven't lost. They're scoring more. They're conceding less. I mean, obviously, they conceded one more than Vermont, but they've also played three more games. This is this is odd. Can I do anything about this? Can I rank them another way? No? Hmm. Okay. So the site is ranking them Vermont green. <laughs> 2.25 points per match. Western Mass. With 2.14. Seacoast United Phantoms. <laughs> They're in third ranked with uh seven points, one point seven five points per match. Pathfinder FC in fourth with ten points. They have one point six seven points per match. AC Connecticut, uh, with a logo that looks like AC Milan, but blue and white, is uh They have seven points on the season. Black Rock FC has eight points on the season. Albany Rush have four points on the season. Boston Bolts have three. And Boston City FC have zero points. They played five games, five losses. They've conceded 21 goals. Now I'm curious. How bad did Western Mass beat them? All right. Western Mass beat Boston... Bolts three. Now, where's Boston FC? Okay, this is part of it. This is it. <laughs> Western Mass Pioneers on May 30th, but like two weeks ago, beat Boston FC 10 to 1 in USL League Two. That's where 10 of the 20 goals that Western Mass have scored have come from. Who else have they gotten beat by? Boston uh, City. Lost 5-1 to Pathfinder, 2-1 to Albany, 10-1 to Western Mass, 2-1 to Connecticut, and 2-1 to BlackRock. Wow. Okay, Southeast Division. You have the Villages SC. They have seven points. They've only played three games, though. Nona, FC, is in second. I'm going to send that to my mom. That's what her like. That's the name she goes by for her grandkids. Nona FC in second with 10 points, but two points per match. They've played five. Florida Elite Soccer Academy with 11 points. Tampa Bay United with eight points. Brevard SC with five points. And Swan City SC in two points. Out of six games. Not great. Heartland Division has Chicago City SC. 12 points, Des Moines Menace with 15 points, St. Charles with 9, Peoria City with 6, Wichita with 6, Springfield Athletic with 3, and Chicago Dutch Lions with 0 points. Southwest Division, we have Ventura County Fusion with 12 points, Redlands FC with 11 points, Tucson with 8 Southern California Seahorses, that's a cool name, with four points. Arizona Arsenal with five. Capo with one. We even have a Northwest with Ballard with 15 points. Town with nine. Capital Athletico with seven. It's an interesting uh, setup here, I guess. All right. Well, there you go. That's that's the current layout for <laughs> for them here. Um, USL League Two is not really like professional, I guess I would say. Like, I mean, it is, but. Uh, It's more semi-pro. Their schedule is confusing on their site, too. I didn't even see some of these teams. Where's the Deep North? They didn't show that on the thing. Valley to the Great Lakes. I didn't see any of these teams. We didn't even see the Eastern Conference. Okay, so there's different conferences, too. So what was the standings from? They are so confusing. This site is so confusing. Yeah, Northeast, Southeast, Division. Okay, let's do this. Chesapeake. All right, here we go. This is where we are. This is nice. Why didn't they show that before? They were showing... Okay. This is my first time using this site on the show. All right. Okay, Chesapeake Division, though. We have Lions Bridge FC with 15 points. Christos FC, that's my Baltimore team. That's why I was, like, really confused on why I didn't see them. They have 11 points. Virginia Beach have nine. Northern Virginia have seven. Uh, Paxit- Paxent. Uh Paxjuant- Football, athletics, and uh, one-point Virginia Marauders with zero. In the deep north, we have RKC Third Coast with 12 points. FC Manitoba with seven. Rochester FC with ten. St. Croix uh, Legends with six. Thunder Bay Chill with four. Minneapolis City with four. And Bavarian United with zero. Flint City Bucks with 15 points. Ann Arbor, AFC Ann Arbor with 9. Midwest United with 11. Oakland County with 9. Lansing City football with 6. Kalamazoo FC with 4. South Bend Lions with 1. Heartland we went with. Okay, Lone Star. This must be all Texas here. AFC Royal, AHFC Royals, 15 points. Corpus Christi. FC with nine points. AC Houston Sur with four. Houston FC with three. Twin City Toucans with one. Toucans with one. Round Rock SC with zero. All right, the Metropolitan Division. This is all New York here. Long Island Rough Riders with 15 points. They have three points per match here. They've not lost or drawn. Five straight wins. Only given up two goals. Manhattan SC with 10 points. Hudson Valley Hammers with 9. Cedar Stars with 7. New Jersey Copa FC with 9. Westchester Flames with 4. Morris Elite with 4. Ironbound SC with 3. FC Motown with 3. And uh, FA Euro New York, 2 points. Mid-South, you have Texas United with 16 points. Little Rock Rangers with 10. Louisiana Crew with 10. Mississippi Brilla with 7 points. LA Parish with 4. and Blue Goose SC. That is a rad logo. We're going to check them out a bit if I can. We'll come back to them. Blue Goose SC. Mid-Atlantic region, this is a region that the Baltimore Bohemians used to be in. Ocean City Nor'easters with 16 points. Westchester United with 10. Philadelphia Lone Star with 7. Reading United with 7. Real Real Central, or maybe Real Central, New Jersey with 7. And Lehigh Valley with 2. Alright, <laughs> the Mountain Division. Boulder County with 6 points. Salt City SC with seven. Park City Red Wolves with five. CISA, C-I-S-A, with four. Flatirons Rush with three. And New Mexico United under 23 is with three points. NorCal has Monterey Bay FC two. Project 510, which is looks like the Oakland Roots. San Francisco Glens SC. Marin FC Legends. Academia SC. San Francisco City FC. And Davis Legacy SC. Northeast we looked at. Northwest we looked at. South Atlantic. My God, there are so many teams. Okay, NC Fusion. Charlotte Eagles. West Virginia United. FC Carolinas. Tobacco Road FC. Wake FC. And then North Carolina FC under 23s and Charlotte Independence 2s. Dang. South Central, Asheville City, South Carolina United, Southern Soccer Academy, Tennessee SC, Dalton Red Wolves SC, East Atlanta Dutch Lions, and North Alabama. South Florida, Miami AC, FC Miami City, Weston FC, Sarasota Paradise, that's a cool name, St. Petersburg FC, and Altitude Rush. Southwest has Ventura County Fusion, Redlands FC, FC Tucson, Southern Carolina Seahorses. Oh, we looked at them. Seahorses gave it away. Okay, Valley Division here has Fort Wayne FC, Toledo Villa, Kings Hammer, Cleveland Force, FC Buffalo and Dayton Dutch Lions. We won't look at uh, USL League 2 too much like each time because they are very uh I guess spread out not much to talk about for some of that stuff okay over the midweek tuesday and wednesday there was some open cup action cincinnati beat the riverhounds 3-1 houston dynamo beat chicago 4-1 and inner miami beat birmingham legion 1-0 and rsl beat la galaxy 3-2 leaving no more lower league teams in the open cup Instead, we're looking at FC Cincinnati and Inner miami Houston Dynamo versus RSL. Those games are on the 23rd of August. And then the final on uh, Wednesday, September 27th. Um, this is 4 p.m. There's no way they're going to play that at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday. It's probably just a placeholder. All right, MLS Next Pro. Uh... We're not really gonna look at that right now. It's it's going. It's going. We're gonna look at Nisa instead. Okay, so in Nisa, some of these teams have only played nine games, some of them have played five. <laughs> this is the way Nisa works. Chattanooga FC in first with 23 points. They've played nine games. They're still undefeated. They've still only conceded two goals all season long. And for them playing the most games, that is a pretty big feat. Uh, The Bobcats, my Maryland Bobcats are in second. Eight games played, five wins, three losses. They've only conceded eight. They've scored 16. They have 15 points. Uh, So with one game less played than Chattanooga, they are uh, eight points behind. Chattanooga is going to run away with this. If, if they keep playing the way they're playing, Chattanooga is going to run away with first place. Now, again, it looks like six teams get to the playoffs out of nine. So we'll see how that goes. But There you go. Michigan stars in third with 11 points. They're undefeated. But they've only played five games, so they have three wins, two law, two draws. Albion San Diego, which took forever to play their first game of the season, have now played seven, and they have three wins, one draw, three losses, Uh, nine goals scored, twelve conceded, negative three goal differential. They play the Bobcats next. It looks like LA Force is uh in fifth. They've only played five games. Two wins, two draws, one loss. That loss happened just this last game they played on May 31st. See, again, they haven't played in two weeks. It was against the Bobcats. Bobcats won. Club de de Leon, FC, uh, or Leon, I guess. uh, Seven matches played, seven points, two wins, a draw, four losses. Gold star FC Detroit in seventh with six points savannah clovers in eighth with five points they only have one win on the season they have five losses three of those in the last three games city union in ninth with six games played only three points that win happened just uh yesterday against gold star detroit set your nisa minute i guess Uh, If we're looking at the matches upcoming here, we have Thursday, June 15th, Albion San Diego versus Maryland Bobcats at 9 p.m. Then June 17th, we have Savannah Clovers and Club de Leon at uh, 7 o'clock. LA Force versus Maryland Bobcats at 10. Then we have one game on June 18th, which is Albion San Diego and City Union. And then we have a game on Wednesday, LA Force and City Union. And then we have a four-game set on Saturday, June 24th, City Union and Savannah at 6, Gold Star versus Maryland Bobcats at 7, Chattanooga versus Club de Leon at 7:30, and Albion San Diego versus Michigan Stars at 9. By then we should be back giving an update, but Again, a, a scattering of matches for Nisa. They don't have stats listed there, so I guess I'd have to investigate that. But there you go. There's your update on lower league soccer in America. I wish that there was uh <laughs> more to provide, I guess. But... um. I, I do hope at some point these teams continue to grow and we kind of get a little bit more stable. Like, like I've said a, every show on here, I think I'm a little worried about Nisa, <laughs> just a little worried about Nisa. I have nine teams. I think they're supposed to add a 10th next year again, but it's just worrying uh, on how they're, how they're doing. Um, other than that, I think the state of soccer in America is quite good. I mean, you can watch USL Championship and you know a lot of USL League One on ESPN Plus. We have MLS on the uh, Apple deal. USL US Open Cup I think was a little bit worse this year. Without it being on ESPN Plus, I know that's like a paywall, but. Uh, Trying to figure out what games are on the Bleacher Report YouTube, which ones are on the Bleacher Report app, and then which ones they sold to CBS Sports Galazzo, the twenty four seven soccer free streaming service, and Pluto Channel. It it can be kind of like hit or miss with, you know, which when where am I supposed to watch the game? Uh, at least last year I knew if it was the Open Cup, I was I was on ESPN Plus. If I am um, you know, when the Open Cup can be on like three different channels or whatever, it makes it a little bit tougher, I think, to grow the audience. But what what do I know, right? I mean, I'm not I'm not actually a uh, – this isn't my actual job or anything. So maybe I'm wrong about that. But just my thoughts, my feelings on it. Uh, trying to get back in the swing of doing this every other week, bi-weekly show here. I should be a little less busy going forward other than that vacation I have coming up. But other than that, I should be, you know, a lot more available than what I was it was a, it was a busy beginning of summer here. Thank you all for watching or listening. You can follow us at Stateside show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we actually just started a discord channel as well, where you can chat soccer, all things, soccer, Uh, With us, we have channels open for, you know, lower league soccer, for MLS, for European soccer, other sports. We have it all there. If you want to get invited to the Discord, you can click the link tree and click the Discord logo in there, and you can get yourself set up there on the Discord. Just opened it up this weekend, so it's just me in there right now, but hoping to get more people to talk more uh, soccer, But so you can do that too. Uh, But that's where you can find us. Thank you all for watching and listening. Have a great rest of your week. We will catch you next time when we update everything on lower league soccer here in America.